Our first reading today from Exodus with the Israelites quarreling with Moses in the wilderness reminded somebody who was attending our Bible study this Wednesday of a family vacation. And I thought about that for a while and I thought, yeah, that is sort of the primordial family vacation or journey, if you will. Are we there yet? When are we going to stop for something to eat or to drink? Mommy, I have to go now. Right? It's very human. Very human. And what we learn as we fast forward to the gospel today is that even once they arrive in the promised land, the family quarrels continue. And we are given this snapshot of a deeply seated quarrel going on in Palestine in the first century between the Jews around the temple in Jerusalem and the Samaritans. And it's a family quarrel that goes back at least eight, maybe nine centuries to the Assyrian occupation and exile. And scholars disagree about the origins of the Samaritans in that context. Maybe they were the Jewish people left behind and continued some traditions. Maybe they were pagans or non-Jewish people who, who moved into the area under the Assyrian regime and brought with them their own customs, perhaps even their own gods. But whatever the case is, they have a long-standing dispute with the Jewish cult rooted in Jerusalem. So much so that by the time the Gospel of John is written, there has been violence between the Samaritans and the Jewish people. Samaritans have come to the temple in Jerusalem and deliberately desecrated it at one point. And there have been insurrections and probably some mob violence as well. And it's into that context that we get today's Gospel reading. Jesus goes to Jacob's well in Samaria and sits down. And along comes a woman at high noon. Jesus opens a conversation with her. A woman who had had five husbands and was not living with a husband now, but living with another man. Probably thinks she was attractive. Jesus maybe thought so too. And he opens a conversation with her. The fascinating thing about this story, to me, is that it happens at high noon, in broad daylight, in public. And those of you who were with us last week may remember that last Sunday's conversation with Nicodemus happened in darkness, in secret, probably in a small enclosed space. Nicodemus, being a religious authority with the Sanhedrin, had a lot to lose in talking with Jesus. The Samaritan woman who comes to the well at noon is probably there not because she's liked, but because she's been ostracized by the other women who, if they're sensible, come first thing in the morning to get the water before it gets hot. 
And there is a sense in which the Samaritan woman is by herself. If Nicodemus had much to lose, the Samaritan woman has nothing at all to lose. So we have this conversation depicted here in this beautiful picture by Watanabe, a Japanese print. He is an artist who did all kinds of biblical scenes in the Japanese idiom of wood prints. I invite you to gaze on that for a few moments and contemplate the conversation there. strikes me that most of us don't have to be married five times to be like the Samaritan woman. She is someone who is caught up in her world and in her life, going about the daily routine, coming to the well. Reminds me a little bit of a conversation that my wife and I used to have about doing the dishes at home. I would grumble that there are always more dishes to do. My wife would smile and say, it's never ending. Just like the laundry, just like all the other vicissitudes of our lives, the daily routines, the daily grind. What if Jesus sees us like he saw the Samaritan woman? sees us in all of our goodness, all of our badness, all of the in the middle, in the midst of our daily routines. And like the Samaritan woman today beholds us, tells us who we are and what we have been, and yet does so without judgment, but rather in love. She is so taken aback by this that her first defensive mechanism kicks in and she immediately starts up the old family quarrel. Well, we worship here. You worship in Jerusalem. Jesus says, this old family quarrel is now longer material. And the old divisions of religion's discourse and disagreements about theology are no longer salient to what I am offering you. Worship in spirit and truth, and partaking in water that breaks you out of the routine, the never-ending grind and offers you new life that leads to everlasting life. Jesus offers that to the Samaritan woman, and she is so struck by that that she goes back to the city where she is known, mm -hmm. and people are probably saying, well, she slept with half the city now, and yet she is able 
to convert them, to bring them the good news. She is so extraordinarily changed by this experience of being seen and of being offered new life that she can't keep it even from the people who have probably ostracized her. And they come to Jesus and they are converted as well. Now the disciples, as usual, don't get it. <laughs> which is something that's both amusing and somewhat of a warning to all of us faithful who attend church every Sunday. Sometimes we don't get it either. But Jesus points out to them, this community that you have shunned for so long is ripe for the harvest, is ready to hear the good news, more so than Nicodemus was more so than even the disciples were when Jesus first calls them. And Jesus, in one of those rare moments in the Gospels, agrees to stay with the Samaritans for a couple of days, to abide with them. Because he has seen who they are, and in that they recognize who he is, the Savior of the cosmos. What does it mean for you to come Sunday after Sunday and worship here? Do you come simply for the routine, sometimes? Or do you come to draw water from that deep well of grace that gushes up to everlasting life? To be transformed, even. To be seen fully seen and loved by a grace that has loved you from before time. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorNV.org. That's O-U-R. S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.